Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. What's up, everybody? A little late spring Big Sky Breakdown Memorial Weekend on the horizon. Wanted to give you some stuff to listen to. Coulter Nuanas, Brooks Nuanas, SkylineSportsMT.com. This is our, I guess, biannual Grizz by the Numbers. We usually just break down the entire University of Montana roster, number by number. Not anything in-depth with uh, all of the Impressions, but just some quick hitters as we uh, go through the University of Montana roster. They wrapped up spring ball quite a while ago, about seven weeks ago. They wrapped up spring. And uh, this part of our analysis has gotten a lot different compared to where it used to be. We used to be able to go to spring ball practice and all that all the time. Now we're not allowed to go. So we really only get 20, 25 minutes a couple times per spring before practice to check it out. And then we get the spring game, but there was hardly any uh, spring action at the spring game this year in Hamilton. They didn't run much of anything. So this will be a quick hitter, but at least give you something. And uh, we'll just go through it. So there is no number zero on the Grizz roster. Omar Hicksanu, who wore number zero last year, the first Grizz um, number zero ever. He's now playing in the CFL, uh, at least trying to make a roster up there in Canada. There's no number one. That's typical Bobby Houck. So we'll start with number two, Jaden Dawson, corner from Idaho State. Again, we didn't get to see much of these guys, but just from watching Jaden Dawson warm up, I mean, he looks like he can run. He's a guy that was an all-league player uh, in Pocatello, so he at least knows the league. So I guess rather than the impression on him, because I know you haven't seen him much, Brooks, what do you think of just this phenomenon of intra-league transfers, guys that come from one team in the league to another? I think it's smart as far as if you're going to transfer – and you have a little bit of familiarity, I think you have a higher chance of success. and Or you'll have at least more um, understanding of kind of where you sit within the league scope so you can have your expectations set correctly. I think Jaden Dawson will definitely contribute quite a bit, if not start. Well, I think that the Grizz will be a lot – I, I shouldn't say better at corner because they were good at corner last year. But when you lose guys like Omar Hicks on you, you have a chance to take a step back. But they have Justin Ford coming back. They bring in Jaden Dawson. They have Trajan Cotton coming back. They got Corbin Walker coming back. They add another JC guy, Robbie Whitehead, so who knows if he's going to play or not. But they have a lot of guys that can play at that position. Trevin Gradney, a guy we're going to get to in a minute, too. He might be able to contribute as well. Number two, on the offensive side, Sawyer Rocanelli. He's a transfer from Washington, a sophomore wide receiver. He tore his ACL uh, early in spring. He was getting reps up with the ones and twos, but he tore his ACL, so we have no real impression of him. I think they liked him. They thought he was going to play. I don't think you bring in a transfer there unless you think that guy's going to play, uh, but we didn't get to see him much at all. Trajan Cotton is back. He's a guy that can play a lot of the different spots, and I think that he's a guy that's actually going to be a key to their defense just because I don't actually know if he's going to start anywhere, but I think he can come in everywhere. He can come in at all three safety spots and both corner spots, and he's a guy that can run pretty well. He hurt his knee last year, and that kind of hurt his speed, but uh, a veteran guy, he made some plays last year. Yeah, he's played a lot for the Grizz, and he's a really good player. I mean, the secondary has been the strong suit for the last couple of years at Montana, and the style of defense they want to play 
puts a decent amount of pressure in the secondary. Trajan Cotton's going to be as important as anyone to that that defense. Number three, offensively, Nick Williams, a 6'5 wide receiver out of Oceanside, California. During fall camp, that's one part where we do get to watch. I hope we're going to continue to get to watch this upcoming fall. But uh, it's also practices during the day, so I can go because I'm not on my ESPN radio show. But we always, me and the other media guys, always walk around and, and talk about some of the freshmen that we really like. And Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, he really liked Nick Williams. He hasn't seen the field yet. He registered last year. He's a big, tall, rangy guy. No idea what his outlook is in terms of breaking in. He's behind a lot of good players still, but uh, good looking on the offensive side. Number four, Nash Fouch. He's a, now a fourth-year junior out of Woodenville, Washington. He was one of the top-rated guys in, out of his class. And uh, he's been good, but now I think that he needs to be great. He needs to be an all-league player. Um, he's got a lot of skills, and he's really athletic. Uh, what's next for him, do you think? What do he need to do to become an all-league player? Well, he kind of is a tweener in the sense that he's not he's not elite in coverage, and then he's not really like a box safety, which you kind of want him to be. So you kind of wonder that where that athleticism plays. I think it plays great on the perimeter and stretching plays out, kind of in that nickel spot, more of a nickel linebacker, which they've used him at. He's great on special teams. Um, he may kind of end up always being a tweener, which doesn't mean that he can't contribute at a very high level. I do think he has the, the skill to be an all-league player. I don't know if that's in his future exactly, maybe this year, but, you know, crazy that those kind of guys are all of a sudden now been around for a whole entire college career. Ryan Simpson is number four offensively, 6'6", 210-pound wide receiver out of Bozeman. He's now a third-year sophomore. Guy that got a lot of run during the offseason stuff last spring, this spring, last fall camp. Didn't get nearly as many touches as maybe you expect, but that that's kind of typical. We see that a lot where guys get a lot of the run during the offseason but not actually in the season. Yeah, that's classic. It's just college football. But Ryan Simpson's a good player. I mean, he's not he's not elite athletically, as a lot of guys will talk about, kind of end up being. But he has a tremendous size. He's kind of a throwback. He's a possession, big possession receiver. Reminds me of a guy like John Talmadge. Interesting. I was going to say, he is kind of like John Talmadge. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Number five, Junior Bergen. Sophomore Billings, Montana. Uh, they listen at running back. He was working with both the running backs and receivers. One thing about Bobby Houck is he's so good at moving guys around on defense, and they have always been hesitant to play guys at multiple positions on offense. I think Junior Bergen should keep playing both spots. I think he should play running back and receiver. But I don't know. What do you think? I mean, just get him the ball. I'm fine with either. I mean, they're going to throw it to him a lot, which – ends up being, you know, out of the backfield, out of the slot or whatever, that's fine. Um, really dynamic player. You know, he's he's undersized, so I think you limit his touches as far as the volume goes just to protect him. But, uh, he's, he, I mean, he can definitely get up and go. Definitely one of the best athletes on the team. Number five, defensively, Garrett Graves. A guy that showed a lot of flashes and then was a starter for part of last year, and uh, he's sort of in that same boat as Fouch. Like, he needs to become an all-league player now. I think he has the tools because I think he runs better than Fouch. I think it. I think that uh, he's bigger. Eh, well, they're actually. Eh, yeah, I mean, Graves is is really long and he's got a good frame. 
you just you wonder when he's going to turn the corner fully because he came in as a quarterback, then he played receiver, then he played running back, and then he played started playing defense, and now he's actually been at safety for a little while. I'm not really sure why he never put his hand in the dirt and just gained weight. I I kind of saw that for him. He's been the same size since high school. He's like he looks the same always, and he's wiry. The difference between Fouch and Graves athletically is definitely there. Uh, it seems like Garrett Graves, I think this is a fact, uh, wrestled in high school, and that, right. and Nash Fouch played basketball. Those are the differences. <laughs> it's, it's a good point for sure. Number six defensively, Justin Ford, the uh, finalist for the Buck Buchanan Award last year. Nine interceptions, took several of them all the way to the house. Former transfer from Louisville, uh, fifth-year senior, should be one of the best corners in the country. Absolutely one of the best corners in the country, probably one of the two or three best players in the Grizz. Number six, Keelan White, redshirt sophomore, uh, the gift from Dave Dickinson up in Canada. That's who told wide receivers coach Brent Pease about him. And uh, we always talk about this during this specific podcast series. There's always the guys that get – the hype in the program. And it's always interesting to see what happens when the, like when people are talking about you within the program, but they're not really talking about you outside of the program yet. Then how do you break out? Some guys like that are like surefires and they break out always. Other guys, not so much. It's harder for them. Keelan White's kind of right there. You have to think with Gabe Solster going to Texas, that that's more opportunities though for, for the kid from British Columbia. Yeah, and he, he's an interesting guy because I didn't get to re- follow his recruiting that closely. But he's this happens every year or every couple years. Is I always look at him and I check the roster 14 times during the season. Like, who is six again? Yeah. Oh, Keelan White. Right. Who is six? Because he's, he pops. He stands out. Like, he clearly has ability. Um, only redshirt sophomore. I think that he has a real chance to take the next step. Number seven offensively, Lucas Johnson, redshirt senior, graduate transfer from San Diego State. I don't know about this guy because they only ran like three plays during the spring game. From what I hear internally, they like him. He can run a little bit. He can operate the quick game. He's mature. He's got college football experience. He's a good leader, but remains to be seen if he can actually play or not. I know that he's got the locker room on his side. I know he's a pretty dynamic personality. Um, it, athletically, not as you know, doesn't pop off the, the the page as much as some guys would, especially those that are pitched as running quarterbacks i mean they slapped him right in the center of their poster i know that's all about seniors but he is he couldn't be more centered Uh, i think that they're gonna roll with him i think that you know we'll see i don't know how big his arm is but i think he could be functional depending on what kind of offense they really want to implement dylan simmons he's a redshirt freshman corner out of louisiana i have to believe he's the one of the first if not the first guy ever from louisiana on the grizz he had an almost pick six during the spring game (laughs) got sniped by Aaron Fonts, who we'll get to in a minute, who <laughs> ran all the way up the sideline out of bounds to get him. But I actually think Simmons can play. I know you haven't watched as much practice as me, Brooks, but uh, I think he actually has a lot of upside. I think he's a really good player, actually, uh, and that will be, once he gets a chance, a good corner. Number eight, Daniel Britt, 5'11", 185-pound quarterback, retro freshman out of Las Vegas, Nevada, Liberty High School. Uh, a guy that has had a lot of hype because – he was David and Slade Goliath. He helped Liberty beat Bishop Gorman, which is one of the great high school dynasties in the history of uh, the country. Bishop Gorman went undefeated for something like 10 years in a row, and uh, their first loss in 10-plus years was to Daniel Britt and Liberty High School. That said, uh, he's shown flashes. 
I know he's got a little bit of a fan following. A lot of the quarterback club guys really like Daniel Britt. He is not ready to push Lucas Johnson, in my opinion, but I also haven't seen very much of him. Well, we know that quarterbacks can get hurt. You know, at Montana, it's happened several times in the last couple of years, and backups are, are vitally important. Uh, we'll see what Chris Brown does, but you never know. Daniel Britt could push for that backup spot. I think that's what they want. I think that they the competition at quarterback for Montana is between Chris Brown and Daniel Britt, not anybody and Lucas Johnson. <clears throat> Corbin Walker's number eight defensively. He's a true junior out of Renton, Washington. And uh, I actually think that Justin Ford is really good. Justin Ford put up great statistics. I also think part of Justin Ford putting up great stats is because Corbin Walker is really good. I think Corbin Walker took away a lot of opportunities for his side of the field, and quarterbacks were thrown to the other side. So Corbin Walker got no all-league recognition last year, part of that because he rotated a lot. He only had 14 tackles. But that's sort of uh, where the stats can lie to you, right? Like, if you don't have a ton of tackles, even though you play a ton of football, it's because you're not letting your guy catch the ball. Corbin Walker is my favorite guy in the Montana secondary. I mean, I, I love him. I think he's a really tremendous player. I think he gets after it. Um, you know, he looks a little undersized, but actually can bring the hat a little bit. And I mean, I think he does everything that you want out of a corner. Number nine, Drew Deck, wide receiver out of Kalispell, Glacier High School product. Coach's kid. I actually heard his dad, who was the OC up there at Glacier, just got a new job somewhere, uh, maybe at the Collegiate Rakes. I'll look that up, follow up with that later on. But um, Drew Deck, probably 195-pounder. Uh, he had being a Loyola kid is pretty darn cool. Uh, being from Missoula, he's athletic. He's I think he's a little bit sneaky. If if a couple guys got hurt and you put him in a game, he could he could handle it. Oh, he can run for sure, and he's explosive. He's he was a great basketball player. More than anything, though, he knows what he's doing, and he's also confident. Like you don't want to play too much into who guys hang out with, but he hangs out with all the dudes. Like the dudes know he's a dude. Like Gabe Solzer just moved to Austin, Texas. And a bunch of these guys brought him down there. And it was like the starting defense, like Marcus Wellnow and Braxton Hill and those guys, and David Copang. So he fits in with the guys, and I think that there's a level of trust there. So you're right. If he got thrown into the game, he could absolutely hang. Number 10 defensively, Marcus Wellnow, 6'1", 225-pound linebacker, fifth-year senior out of Helena Capital. Uh, the kid last year had such an interesting year. Because on one hand, breakout year, 94 tackles, had the game-winning pick against Washington. He also was sort of the the brunt of a lot of the coaching, the defensive coaches on the sidelines yelling at him. He would get pulled out of games a lot. But he was such a flash player, and I think that's a true testament to him because he would get pulled out sometimes when he'd make a mistake. He over-pursues a lot because he's really fast. But then he would get put back in and make a play. And so I think that's a, a great testament to him and uh, his um, just resilience mentally. Uh, I also think, though, if he can put it all together, he has an opportunity to be a great player because he was really good even with being inconsistent last year. And I think he actually runs a lot better than a lot of the other guys that have come before him. Dante Olson, Josh Buss, Jace Lewis. He's not as big as any of those guys, but he runs better. It's funny because he's so stacked, you know. But, yeah, he's a little bit undersized as far as that goes, only 225. But, I mean, he's a big kid. He does run really well. He's a ball player, man. I mean, he gets after it. I like everything about Marcus Wellnell. The coaching staff at Montana, has they've never vibed. I, I don't know what that is. You know, we've dug on that a little bit. And, um, I, you know, I think he he has a certain type of personality. And I, I think that he likes to think the way he plays is the right way. And I, I, could, I agree. So, I think he'll be an all-league player, especially if he stays healthy. I think he's involved in a lot of stuff. I think that's a good thing. 
I think that sometimes this coaching staff maybe doesn't think it's a great thing. Um, I mean, Weldell's intern for a lot of the business guys that we do a lot of business with. He's an entrepreneurial guy. He's got some NIL stuff going on. I, I think he's got a bright future. I had lunch with him the other week. He's getting his MBA. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think he's going to be like a, a, a ready-to-roll business guy as soon as his football playing days are done. But with a good year, he might be able to give himself a shot. I don't think he's quite got the size to be an NFL guy, but if he had a good year, he'd at least get some eyes on him. Like, at least somebody will come watch him run on his pro day and see what happens after that. Number 11, Cole Grossman. 6'4", 220-pound tight end. Vancouver, Washington. He's only a redshirt sophomore, even though he's in Bobby Alex's first recruiting class five years ago. The gray shirt into the red shirt into the COVID shirt. But I, I think that Grossman, in terms of natural gifts, is one of the most gifted players on the Grizz. And I think if he could put it all together, I mean, his ceiling is as high as anybody's. He, he, has, he has an all-American ceiling. If you're new to this podcast, uh, it might be titled the subtitle, Throw It to the Tight End. <coughs> Cole Grossman's a tremendous player. Uh, I love everything about him. Great athlete. Um, maybe the most dynamic athlete on the offense, even though he's not the fastest, biggest, strong. He's just a really well-rounded athlete. I agree. He has all, all American potential. Um, maybe the most. Number 11, defensively, Gabe Longin. He's a redshirt freshman from Great Falls, Montana, Great Falls High. Former walk-on and uh, just a depth guy at this point in his career. Number 12, redshirt sophomore quarterback, Chris Brown. Was the backup last year, then he was the starter for about a month, and then sort of fell out of favor, and now he's sort of fighting his way back to even be the backup again. Uh, we've talked about Chris Brown a lot on this. Great tools, great athleticism, and uh, he's he at this point in his career seems like a guy where instead of the game slowing down for him when he gets in the game, it speeds up for him. And so I think that uh, he's got some work to do. Uh, if he wants to stay on the depth chart. Yeah, I mean, Chris Brown is a talented player. I, he's He hasn't taken the, the, the big stride that you kind of hope um, at this point of a career. You kind of hope you see, oh, wow, now he's pop. Now there's a ton of competition. Um, he's going to push somebody. doesn't necessarily seem that, but you never know, man. Summer is a great time to, to grind and, and make some of those developments. So he's he really is just one step away. We'll see if he ever takes that step. That's the part that – I don't know if it's just me or if it just doesn't seem as prevalent, but it used to be from the end of spring ball to the beginning of fall camp, guys could take massive jumps. You could have a guy that's like almost getting cut or like buried on the depth chart and then takes a massive jump. I mean, Caleb Shrivis is a great example. Coming out of spring at Montana State, they told him, hey, man, you should go look at other opportunities. Maybe you can go play at Tech. And he was like, nope, I'm going to work hard this summer, give me one last shot, and then boom, the next year he's a starter. And then two years from uh, from that, he was an all-league player. So uh, we'll see. I think it happens with defensive guys a little more than offensive guys, but maybe Chris Brown does take a huge leap. Maybe uh, the the uh, adversity of last year impacts him and drives him forward. Number 12, Cameron Capser. He's a retro freshman kicker out of Billings Central. Uh, he didn't get much action in the spring game. I don't know where we're at with him. He's one of the all-time leading scorers in the history of Montana high school football. Don't really know how much that matters because I don't think the statistics have been tracked for nearly that long. Also, teams are just... Scoring way more, and guys like Capser can be kickers for four years so they get more stats. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at with this guy. All I know is that the Grizz have a dire need, perhaps their most paramount need, and the specialists. They need a long snapper, they need a kicker, they need a punter. They have a couple guys on the roster. Don't know if any of those guys are that guy yet. you got to have a kicker. 
<laughs> you gotta have a kicker. Bobby Elk knows that too. Number 13, Xavier Harris, a sophomore out of Oxnard, California, running back. I thought Harris, when he was healthy last year, was the best running back Montana had on its roster. Yeah, I think so too. He, he's small, but like Bergens, they're really similar size. They look up a lot similar in their playing style as well. He's got a little bit more downhill juice. Bergen has more open field speed and can make people miss. I think Harris is a, is a good player. I think he has a chance to, to be a, quite an impact on offense. Ryder Meyer, number 13, a safety from Fairfield, Montana, the son of a coach who, uh, Les Meyer, a Montana high school football legend who coached at Fairfield forever, coaching the Shrine game several times. Uh, Ryder Meyer was one of the guys during the spring game that you pointed out, Brooks. You thought he he kind of he kind of flashed. He, he showed well. He was running with the twos and the threes, but um, it's just crazy when he analyzes this Montana team. Their depth defensively is crazy. Like, Ryder Meyer is probably going to be, like, their ninth safety. And, and he could totally, like, I don't know if he's quite ready to dominate in a game, but he could get into a game and he wouldn't freak out. Like, he's ready to at least, like, be on the field. And uh, it's just crazy how they have almost no depth on the offensive line. And they have no humans at the spe- – like, at punter. They don't even have a punter. And then they have, like, a million safeties. Yeah, that's not really the formula that you want. But, uh, <laughs> that's why they're so damn good on defense, though. It certainly is. Uh, Ryder Meyer is sweet. I loved him. He popped. I mentioned it with Q and White. I kept grabbing the roster and being like, okay, so who's 13 again? Ryder Meyer. Got it. We talk about getting your head across the bow in football. Uh, Ryder Meyer doesn't necessarily get his head across the bow. He gets his forehead on your stomach. Um, a lot like Robbie Houck. He puts his hat right where he wants to go. It's a unique skill. It's also something you're born with. It's innate. I'm not surprised he's a coach's kid because that's something that uh, coaches' kids kind of like to do is, is make sure that they actually finish tackles. And he's, he's great at it, especially for being young. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Number 14, Robert Whitehead, junior college transfer, made stops at two different junior colleges. I think with the fact that so many guys came back, including Justin Ford, who potentially uh, explored entering the NFL draft, and with all the extra guys that they got, I think that Whitehead's just going to be a depth guy this year. Number 15, Dave Dickinson, number 15, is retired for Super Dave. Number 16, Aaron Fonts, sophomore out of Oxford, California, same high school as Xavier Harris. Uh, I think... This kid's one of my picks to be the breakout star of, of 2022 for the Grizz. I think he is going to have an elevated opportunity in the return game, especially if he can return punts with Gabe Solcer on his way out. I think it's going to be between Keelan White and Aaron Fonts. If if Coach Houck gets pissed, then he'll just put Robbie back there because <laughs> that's what they do. <laughs> but Fonts can really run. Uh, he's also got a ton of swagger. He's got a ton of energy. Uh, his post-spring ball interview – was very refreshing. Uh, I think he'll probably get put in the, uh, how do you say? He'll get put in the assembly line and taught how to do interviews that aren't entertaining like that, probably sooner than later if he keeps making plays. <laughs> but either way, it was fun uh, talking to him. He had probably the most memorable play of the spring game uh, where 
Dylan Simmons had a pick that he was about to house, and Aaron Fonts, who had gotten blocked all the way out of bounds, ran up behind the Maroon team's bench and then came back in bounds and sniped Simmons. But uh, Fonts is really, really talented. I think he's just got to make make the rubber meet the road. Yeah, he pops. Guys like this, Q and White kind of falls into the same uh, category is that they're good enough to play almost anywhere in the West. It, you, you take that with a grain of salt. You know, they can, they're playing at Idaho State. They're playing at Southern Utah. They're playing places. Um, so if they don't play after three years, can you keep them? Can you hang on to them with the, with the new transfer uh, portal in place? You, you hope so, but you'll, you have to wait and see. Number 17, Robbie Houck, redshirt senior. Uh, the son of Coach Houck. And a uh, guy has been a tackling machine for the Grizz for the last uh, several years. He plays a really unique role in a really unique defense, and uh, now all of a sudden here he is, a senior in college. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's uh, he's going to make his mark as, as trying to be the best Hauk to ever play at Montana. We'll see how that goes. I know a lot of people listening would laugh because his Uncle Tim is obviously quite the player, but uh, Robbie Hauk is going to finish with pro- likely the most tackles in Montana history. Maybe the most tackles in Big Sky history. Yeah, that, that's going to be quite a feat. I mean, he's he's a player, man. I, I hope he has a, a tremendous senior season. Sam Alford, number 18. He's the brother of Eli Alford. He's a wide receiver, a three-star guy out of Park City, Utah. I think that he will um, – he's really talented, so I shouldn't say I think he will redshirt, but if they could redshirt him, I think that would be the best thing for the program. Number 19, Malik Flowers. Finally, he's a senior. Uh, he scored – I think eight touchdowns in his Grizz career, and he's gotten the ball, I think, three times. He's one of the most explosive players we've ever covered. I mean, truly, I think he's on the Mount Rushmore of Big Sky kick returners, right? I mean, he's he's housed, he's housed, I mean, he's creeping up to be one of the great kick returners in Montana history. And if that's, if you're one of the great kickers in Mon- kick returners in Montana history, you're one of the great kick returners in Big Sky history. They got to figure out a way to get this guy the ball. He's borderline if not like low-key surefire league <laughs> for sure he's gonna he's gonna I mean, he's, he's gonna like shot. so for example Rashid Shahid has the big sky record for all-time kick returns for touchdowns as uh out of Weber State and uh Rashid Shahid is is with New Orleans Saints right now uh and Malik Flowers is way more league than Rashid Shahid, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because he's way faster and he's way bigger. He's not way faster, but yes, he's a lot bigger. He's all of two hundred pounds. He's a big dude. I mean, he's a real receiver. Obviously, he, he doesn't know the, the the playbook that well, or he isn't very functional in route running. I don't know. He never gets the ball. Um, if we had a secondary podcast that was more, you know, just spitballing in the kitchen. Uh, the number one would be throw it to the tight end, and the number two podcast would be called throw it to Malik Flowers. <laughs> Officially eight touchdowns in his Grizz career. Five of them in the return game, two of them receiving, and one of them rushing. And I mean, when you look at this kick return stuff, this is four years in a row of having a 95-yard, a 100-yard, a 51-yard, and a 99-yard. So a 100-yard touchdown three of his four years playing. Yeah, I mean, he's also had the uh, brutal reality where, like last year, he had his two kick return touchdowns before the season was six games old. Right. Then no one ever kicks it to him again. Yeah. And so you wonder if anybody kicks it to him this year. That's one thing that's so fascinating. Bobby Houck has schemed up. I, I would actually venture to say that Bobby Houck has schemed up more kick returns for touchdowns than anybody in college football in the last 20 years. 
He's had half a dozen returners at Montana that have had multiple. They were the best kick return team in the United States of America at San Diego State. I mean, Rashad Penny had like six or seven kick returns for touchdowns. And so it's interesting because that dynamic that I just explained always exists. Yet Coach Hackle will still trick you into kicking to him. And then he'll still figure out a way to run something crazy to the house. Goes by the numbers presented in part by Alpine Touch. Thanks for Alpine Touch for the great sponsorship and partnership. Go to alpinetouch.com. Grilling season is upon us. Go get all your spices for all of your barbecuing needs all summer long. Number 19, number 20, the Lang Twins out of Bozeman, Montana. Redshirt freshman. Padraig, number 19, is a safety. Brady, number 20, is a wide receiver. Roster guys, depth guys. Got to keep working. Number 21, Marcus Knight. Missed last year with an ACL injury. He's back. Still has two years of eligibility remaining. Don't even know how. These guys are going to be in college for all of all time. Uh, no, he tore his ACL. Uh, so he is back. And uh, that's a welcome sight. I, I think we didn't we didn't realize how good Dalton Sneed, Marcus Knight, and Samari Torre were until all three of them were on the Grizz offense anymore. They went from elite scoring 50 points a game on offense to last year. Marcus Knight's, uh, he's a good player. Yeah, I mean, he's very arguably the best running back in the league when he's healthy. I mean, outside of Isaiah Fonse, you know, you could look a couple other places. It's a short list before you get to Marcus Knight. Um, talented, talented player. I mean, I love his style, too. I, I think that he's everything that the Grizz want in a running back. And he's got size, speed. You can catch the ball. I think he knows what's going on. Uh, welcome return. 22 is retired in honor of Terry Dillon. 23, Atjo Soy. He is a sophomore. He was one of these guys I'm talking about had a lot of juice in the program. A lot of people talking about him. He was good early, played a lot early, and then kind of fell off, played a little special teams. He's probably their most physical corner, though. But uh, he's one of those guys where, like we talked about Wellmill, sometimes he would get taken out of the game, get ripped up a little bit, get coached up a little bit, and go back in and make plays. So it didn't seem like he could respond that well. I think that's the next step for him is just when you're getting coached hard, when you get your next chance, just go prove the coach is wrong. That's what Bobby Houck wants. That's what the defensive staff at this at this program want, to challenge you and then see you respond to the challenge. Yeah, and I mentioned it with the two receivers, the, the, the two young guys, but the corners are in the same boat, man. If you got seven corners that can all play, it's like you're probably going to have to lose one or figure out a way to play some. Otherwise, the guys are going to transfer. They want to play. T.J. Roush. Number 24, a came in as a receiver slash corner, played corner during fall camp. Now he's playing safety, 6'3", 190. Uh, retro freshman out of Missoula Sentinel. He's a legacy kid. His mom, Anna Lake, was one of the great players for Lady Grizz. Um, Roush, just another one of those guys coming off a of redshirt that's uh, sort of just in the mix to maybe challenge to be on special teams. 25, Jackson Lee, sophomore who played in Phillipsburg for a couple years, and then Missoula Sentinel his senior year. I was skeptical of him playing defense when he first came in, but he's definitely proven that he can. He got all the way up to like 229 pounds. He's lost some weight since then. Now he's 6'1", 210. Looks a little better just in terms of fluidity, and I think he looks back to his his great speed. Uh, And we talk about this glut of safeties. I think that Jackson Lee is... Played his way all the way up into that that upper tier. I mean, I think it's kind of like it's Bobby, it's, it's Robbie Hawk, excuse me, Garrett Graves, Nash Vouch, Jackson Lee's right there. 
Yeah, he's a good player, man. He's big. He's way bigger than I thought he was going to be. And he can run, but he's not super fluid athletically, but uh, plenty athletic, and he can get going. He, he can hit. He's a well-rounded player. He's still young. I mean, it's a position that you kind of have to develop, and it's rare to play super early as a freshman at safety. Um, it's a complex position. You see a lot of a lot of stuff is in your vision there, and um, you know you're also making plays with guys coming downhill at you quite quickly. Um, so yeah, I, I could see Jackson Lee definitely providing depth um, compared to a guy like David Kopeng. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who's ahead in that race um, to kind of be that fifth safety, but I think he's right there. Number 26, Nick Osmo, redshirt sophomore running back out of Portland, Oregon, had a pretty good year as a freshman, then was hurt pretty much all last year. He's a big back, so he's going to have to figure out how to be durable. So I think that just getting healthy is the next step for him. Yeah, and I also think that he's the kind of back that doesn't need to play every snap. If you put him in an every-down situation and he doesn't have his shiftiness, he just gets drilled. You know, He just gets hit a lot. Big dude, you got to take him down. I mean, I, he's a nightmare. So I think getting him kind of that you know, four, five, six, seven carry, especially at the goal line, is a perfect role for him. Number 27, Trevor Gradney, a redshirt sophomore out of Billings West. The son of a Bobcat, his dad, Joe Grad, and he played for Montana State. But Trevin has been making waves. He's part of that special teams core. It's, it's David Coping, Trevin Gradney, Carson Rostad from Hamilton, who we'll get to in just a minute, Tyler Flink from Missoula Big Sky, Ryan Tyrrell from Missoula Loyola. Those are kind of the guys. Oh, Levi Janicaro from Missoula Big Sky. Those are kind of the guys that are making a ton of waves. But Gradney, I was really skeptical if he could play corner at the Division One level when he first came in. He can't. And I, like you said, I mean, they just have a ton of guys in the secondary right now. It's going to be a great competition, but he is another guy that's played his way into being ready. He's ready. He's great on special teams. I mean, he was the special teams player of the year for the Grizz last year. I think he was a, a first team all league special teams guy last year. He was the best special teams player in the league by by the voting standards. I think he's. I think he's sweet. I don't know when he's going to play or how he fits in, but. Montana does such a good t- job emphasizing special teams that he starts. He's a starting player on the Grizz. Number 28, Isaiah Child, 6'1", 205-pound running back out of Manhattan, Kansas. He's a sophomore. He was banged up last year, I think, with Marcus Knight's return and Junior Brigham's emergence, Xavier Harris's emergence, Nick Osmo, if he can get healthy. Childs, he's a good player, but he's going to be buried. Yeah, he's going to be buried. He's a little bit tall for the position. He's kind of tall and lanky. It's... Um... I think he's good in the open field. He had a couple long runs last year. He's a good player. If he sticks around, he'll get some carries, but, yeah, he's going to be buried. It's funny because he uh, was recruited to Kansas State in his hometown of Manhattan, Kansas, to play defense. And then he went to Akron for a year because they told him he could play running back, and then he came here to play running back. But his body looks like a he's defense. A, he's, he's a defensive player. He, he should play. He should play linebacker. He doesn't look like a running back. For he's sure. a great athlete, though. Like if he just was just put on some weight, he could play outside linebacker or, or you know like nickel or something like that. Pretty easy. Twenty nine. Tanner Huff, uh, kid out of Butte, Montana, redshirt freshman, wide receiver. Uh, this kid reminds me of you, actually, just just a little bit. Only in the fact that he was a guy that had some injuries during his senior year of high school, and then he went out and ripped it up at the Class AA track meet. And his times were so good that he was he was like recruited himself, and they were like, "Yeah, if you can run eleven flat in the hundred, we'll give you a shot." So uh, he's got a lot of work to do to be able to uh, keep on staying within an opportunity to, to be on this team. But uh, he's an athlete that can definitely hang. Number thirty, Colter Janikaro, redshirt freshman out of Missoula Big Sky. Um, I love Janikaro, man. I think that he is so tough. Uh, I think he's just in the mold of his older brother, Levi, who I think has a chance to be a breakout player this year. 
Uh, but I like I like Janet Carroll, man. And uh, I don't really know what your prospects would be if you got all the way down where he's your starting running back. I don't know if he's there yet, but he's definitely a guy that is a valuable member of the team because he brings it every day. He sets the when you have a scout team running back like him, that sets the tone in practice every day for the defense. Yeah, when you have nine running backs and several of them weigh two twenty, um, and you have a guy like Colter Janicaro who's going to get a lot of practice carries, uh, you whittle out that safety rotation pretty quick and, and fig- <laughs> figure out a couple places for guys on the sidelines. This is a Bobby Hawk special, though, right? We always talk about this. There's been several guys that maybe the general fan base doesn't really know that had so much respect because of their ability to just bring it in practice. I mean, tell Reynolds, Chase's little brother, uh, Carrier Malloy was one when I was in school. Uh, who was the other kid? There was that kid from Hellgate, maybe, that played. I can't remember his name. But there's been some guys like that. And, uh, you know, if you don't get worn out while you're wearing out the, the defense, then maybe you get an opportunity down the road. Number 31, Gino Leonard, redshirt freshman out of Missoula Sentinel. Uh, same boat with a lot of those redshirt guys. Um, just – Keep on grinding, try to get some reps on special teams. Number 33, Carson Rostad, sophomore out of Hamilton High School. Came in as a quarterback, now he's a linebacker. Fuck, he looks like a linebacker. He's got the size, for sure. Uh, he's another one of those guys that's got a lot of chatter in the program. Can he Can he make it? Can he transition from being a special teams guy to playing on the field? We'll see, but uh, he's a great athlete. He's got great football smarts. It's just a matter of can he like figure out how to just bring the wood and actually be a physical linebacker like they want him to be. Yeah, and he's also a tone setter for, you know, you walk you walk out your kickoff team and the other team looks over and says, who the hell is this guy? He doesn't play. He's on special teams. Like, <laughs> he looks like an NFL body type. He does. I mean, 6'3", 230. He's, he looks really good. 34, Asher Croy. He's been moved to running back, or at least he played running back in the spring game. He's a sophomore out of Bozeman. They brought him in as a linebacker. I thought he should have been a running back all along. I mean, I'll never forget the stat line because it's so perfectly symmetrical. 33 carries, 333 yards, three touchdowns in the state championship game his senior year. You can sit here and debate, like, oh, Montana high school football, whatever, man. If you rush for 333 yards and three touchdowns in the state championship game, you should probably play that position in college. He was playing running back in the spring game, so we'll see if he's six there. Braxton Hill, number 35, 6'2", 225, junior out of Anaconda, Montana. We're going to just pair him with number 36, Levi Janicaro, who's a redshirt junior out of Missoula Big Sky. These guys cut from the same cloth. Montana's linebacker, you. Uh, and these guys are the guys that have the opportunity to be the next guys. I think people around Missoula, around Montana that follow the Grizz, they know about Marcus Wellnell, maybe don't know as much about Braxton Hill and Levi Janicaro. They both got huge chances to let people know who they are this year. Yeah, Janicaro needs to I mean, be a little bit more fluid to be an every-down starter. Um, but gosh, can he bring the hat? You know, I mean, he's the t- probably the toughest dude in the team, and I don't think there's probably any debate in that. Uh, Braxton Hill's he's the strongest for sure. Or at least one of his lifting videos are insane. Yeah, and Braxton Hill's been on the trajectory to be a, a great player. Um, he just he's gained a little bit of weight. Um, he was a little bit slight in the back end, um, and you know he's more of a spot player right now, which is which is kind of what Montana's always wanted to do. Very rarely does the Dante Olsons come along and get, you know, 150 tackles. They kind of like to platoon guys. They play five linebackers a lot. Um, Braxton Hill is a starting player who's going to contribute a ton and a guy that we li- like a whole lot and uh, definitely gets after it. Number 39, Jace Kluswich, second-generation Grizz, redshirt freshman uh, out of Sentinel High School. Actually played the first couple years at Frenchtown. And uh, I think they want him to be the next guy. Or they want him to have a similar career trajectory as Robbie Houck. He's got a little ways before he can get to that point. But 
Um, as far as a lot of the guys that were redshirt freshmen, they brought in a ton of Montana guys during that COVID year, and they had them all share just a couple scholarships. I think that most of those guys are still working towards getting more scholarship money and a higher elevated position on the team. Kluswich was one of those uh, full scholarship guys, and I think that he's the mo- one of the most talented guys in his class. So I think he has an inside track to have a little higher uh, potential. Number 40, Kale Edwards. We always talk about guys that should just put on the weight and just put their hand in the dirt. Well, they figured this out with him. <laughs> and and uh, he came in as a linebacker, and now he's a DN, and uh, he's one of the most physically impressive-looking defensive ends that they got. I mean, he's 6'5", 250, and uh, looks the part all day. Yeah, he was my favorite guy during the spring game. Another guy kept looking at the roster like, who the hell is 40? Uh, big, big kid, man, and pretty fluid. I, I, I think he's great. I, I hope that he uh, you know, stays healthy, has a good year. I think he'll be quite productive. If he doesn't start, he's going to play a lot of snaps. Number 42, Ben McGowan. He's the younger brother of Jacob McGowan, defensive lineman, uh, going to be a true freshman at Cheney, Washington. Likely he's going to redshirt. Number 43, Grayson Pibble. He's a redshirt freshman out of Clackamas, Oregon. He's a long snapper. Big shoes to fill with Matt O'Donohue. On the way out the door, Matt O'Donohue was perfect during his, his career as a long snapper. So I'm um, not sure if Grayson is going to be the guy or not. If he is, it's going to be tough to be perfect, but uh, maybe he can. Maybe he learned from O'Donohue during that redshirt year. Number 44, Ryan Tyrrell. He's Bobby Houck's nephew, the daughter of Bobby Houck's sister. He's a redshirt sophomore out of Loyola Sacred Heart in Missoula. 6'2", 225. Another guy that's just part of this special teams core. I mean, the analysis from those guys are all kind of the same. They're all the core. Who can step up and be the next guy? Number 45, Chase Johannesson. He's a 6'1", 215-pound linebacker out of Park City. Redshirt freshman. A guy they really liked uh, when they recruited him. He's kind of in that same mold as Kluswich where he was uh, a little bit more highly recruited, a little bit more uh, aid when he was brought in. Uh, he and the next couple guys are all kind of in the same boat. Kellen Dietrich out of Haver, Montana. He's a guy that was flashing during fall camp last year and then got hurt and uh i don't know if he would have played or not but it was a forced red shirt and then he had to get through that to get all the way back and there was a good article in the Haver daily news about him and sort of that perseverance uh so we'll see if kellen dietrich can can find his way out on the field and then number 48 zach evans another guy that's a redshirt freshman redshirted last year a defensive lineman out of helena montana the son of scott evans former helena high head coach Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Grizz by the numbers. Into the second half of the Grizz roster, presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Derry Todd is number 50 on the Grizz roster, a 6'2, 275 pound redshirt senior, former transfer from Michigan State. This is another example, Brooks, of what we were talking about with uh, guys in the hard coaching. I think when Derry Todd first came in, he had a really hard time. Uh, he needed to get up to condition. He needed to get up to be able to practice like Montana wants to practice. 
And he kept coming, and then he, he played quite a bit down the stretch, and I think he's going to play a lot this year too. He led the Grizz Jacks during the spring game, which is usually like an homage, like a tip of the cap of like, hey, you know, we see you. We see you working. So uh, I think he's going to be a guy that contributes on the defensive line this year. I think he'll play. I think he's good. I think he'll start. Um, I think that he has a chance to be an all-league player if he takes, you know, another step. He's he's good, man. I think every team in the league uh, would benefit from having a guy like Deary Todd. Number 52, Michael Matthews, 6'2", 215, redshirt senior out of Camas, Washington. Talk about a guy that's waited his turn. He's been good the whole time, and he's he's good. Like, when he gets in games, he's good. When he plays on special teams, he's good. Now is his final season, so maybe he'll be an impact player. I, I, th- I think he has the ability to if he put it together. I talked about it with Braxton Hill and Levi Janicara that they want to play five linebackers, and I think he's one of them. Number 54, Tyler Flink, redshirt junior out of Missoula Big Sky. He might be another one of those. He might be. Um, he's got good size. He's be a little short-levered, but um, he, he's he got plenty of pop, and he knows how to find the ball. I, I don't think that he's necessarily in the same tier as, as you know, that of, of Wellnell and Braxton Hill and, um, uh, you know, some guys that are going to be impact players. But, again, if you threw him in a game, and I think that that is what the testament to Bobby Houck's program, he'd be so happy if he heard us saying that they have depth. That's what he wants. He wants right. a bunch of guys that it doesn't matter who's up next. You can play. When you talk about those five linebackers, it's going to be Wellnell and um, Janet Caro and um, Michael Matthews and Braxton Hill, Braxton Hill are, are sort of those top. And Carson Rostad and then Flink's probably the sixth guy there. So we'll see. Janet Caro's also playing a lot on uh, – O'Connell's spot, Patrick O'Connell's spot, who we're going to get to in just a couple numbers. Yeah, Janet Carroll's going to play on the edge. I mean, he'll play maybe inside a little bit, um, especially if with depth if that is needed. But he's not a he's not like a Mike like he's kind of been posed as. The number fifty five. Oh, by the way, one note we got to make. Uh, it makes me great, very happy, and I think it would make. Uh, our former high school football coach, Gary Eckergan, very happy. Rest in peace, Coach Eck. That the Missoula Big Sky guys, Brooks and I are both Missoula Big Sky guys. And uh, the Missoula Big Sky guys are all tough as hell. And that's uh, a great testament to the culture at Big Sky. Big Sky's always had a hard time finding the mark in terms of true state championship level success, but... Eagles have always been tough. Matt Johnson has carried that over from Gary Eckergan, and uh, I think it's a great testament to those Missoula Big Sky guys. Number 55, Alex Hurlbert, 6'3", 245-pound defensive end, redshirt sophomore out of Salem, Oregon. Um, The kid only has one and one and a half arms. He still is able to compete like that. I don't have any idea if he can work his way up into being an every-down player but I do think that he is uh, a valuable member of the team. It's like when Coney Dole, who played on the Cheetah Blade at Montana State, kid from Huntley Project, they called him the excuse eliminator. Uh, because if this guy is out here giving it his all, you should too. So you never want to make a guy a token. I don't think Hurlburt is a token. I do think that he can play. He's a Division One caliber guy. I just don't know if he could be an every-down player. Yeah, it's a it's a great story. We we love stories like this, right? And, and not just because of um, what he's overcome, but the ability to play college football at a high level uh, for anybody is cool. Let alone have a little 
backstory is awesome. So wish him the best. Um, you know, let's get him on special teams. Let's see what happens. I, I agree. I think he can play a little. Number 56, Garrett Holstead. He was a linebacker in Nebraska. He's a defensive end now at Montana, 6'2", 230, redshirt sophomore, uh, who was a walk-on at Nebraska, transferred to Montana. Uh, he works out. <laughs> he, he's really, really, really buff. He's uh, physically impressive. I just don't know. He he has the the size, strength, and explosiveness to play defensive end at the Big Sky level for sure. He's just never played the position, so I don't know. Uh, it's going to take him a little while. I mean, it, like Brooks always says, this is high-level football, kids. So uh, you got to learn how to play the spot. But uh, Holstead, Houston, excuse me, is a, a, a good addition. A.J. Forbes, number 57, 6'4", 303-pound offensive lineman, redshirt junior. He was also a walk-on in Nebraska and then transferred to Montana. Um, for Montana's offensive line to take the next step, I think it starts with A.J. Forbes. He's the 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 lone true veteran returning guy there. I think they need him to be an all conference caliber player to solidify the inside of that offensive line. He's gonna be really really important. He's kind of a fulcrum point for that offensive line. He's a good player. He can play. Um, another guy that, across the offensive line. I mean, we talked about it at nauseum, folks. If you were new to this podcast last season. In the three seasons prior, Montana needs to solidify the offensive line to be nationally elite. Um, A.J. Forbes is a huge part of that. Number 58, Patrick O'Connell. Buck Buchanan Award finalist a year ago. Redshirt senior out of Kalispell Glacier. 6'2", 225. Uh, I would say that his junior season... Ranked among the greatest junior seasons in the ranked among the greatest defensive seasons individually in the history of Montana football. You're going to be hard pressed to find a guy with 14 plus sacks and 100 plus tackles, but Patrick O'Connell did it. Uh, I don't even know if you can say what can he do to to exceed that production. I don't know if you can. I think you just got to try to replicate it. Might be their best player, one of the best players in the country. I agree. It's a really high ceiling to try to replicate. Probably not possible, but who knows? No one gets after it quite like Patrick O'Connell. If he gets better, which is a a tall task, I mean, look out, man. I absolutely think he's uh, arguably the best defensive player in the nation. Number 59, Corby Mann. He's a redshirt freshman out of Red Lodge. Defensive end, 6'5", 220. Got a lot of growing to do. So does number 60, Dylan Botner. He's 6'6", 260-pound redshirt sophomore out of Whitefish. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Number 61, Hunter McGinnis, the other guy that's a returning starter on the offensive line for the Grizzlies. He was a third-team All-League selection a year ago. He's a 6'5", 330-pound guard. He's mean. He's ugly. Uh, For what he lacks in athleticism, he makes up for in aggressiveness and toughness. Uh, I think that if Forbes and McGinnis can both be All-League players, that goes a long ways for that offensive front for the Grizz. 
Yeah, he's mean, man. He he's their you know biggest, maybe most physical guy at a really important spot. Again, to solidify that offensive line, guys like McGinnis and Forbes are going to really have to play well. Number sixty-two, Kevin Good, a six-four, three hundred-pound offensive lineman, redshirt freshman. He's in sort of the similar boat as all of this next run of guys we'll talk about. Ethan Barney, who's a incoming freshman out of Sumner, Washington. Garrett Bloomdale, Richard Jr. out of Great Falls CMR. Those guys are all going to just fight to be uh, part of that eight-man offensive line group. Brandon Casey, though, number 66. He's 6'5", 285 pounds, sophomore out of Sandpoint, Idaho. He's getting thrown to the wolves. He and number 73, Colin Drees, who's a 6'7", 275-pounder out of Tucson, Arizona, redshirt sophomore. Those two guys are going to be expected to be the bookends for this Montana offensive line. Brandon Casey on the left side taking over for Conlon Beaver, who was a four-year starter, and Colin Drees on the right side taking over for Dylan Cook, who's now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. These two dudes are talented, but do they have the toughness? Do they have the uh, aggressiveness? Are they ready? I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't see it in the spring. But as we said, you can make a lot of strides in the summer. But I think that... If you were to rank the most important players for the Grizz, I think these two guys are among, if not these two, the two most important guys that they need to develop. Yeah, I agree. And they both, when we talked earlier in the podcast, Coulter, about what can happen during summer, well, a lot of strength can be gained and some weight can be added. I think both these guys add 10 pounds um, and a little bit of strength and they start to you know get dialed in with the cohesiveness of the unit. I do think that they can be functional, but again, the Grizz need to have such a big step offensive line-wise to be nationally elite. Number 68, Cody Canoose. He's a senior offensive lineman, 6'6", 320. He's got the body. He has had a hard time breaking in. Not sure what the missing link is, but maybe he can play his way into that top eight. Kakila Lincoln is a redshirt freshman, 6'5", 253. Declan McCabe, a redshirt freshman offensive lineman, 6'4", 240. Both those guys a long ways away in terms of the mass that it's going to take. They got good feet. They move really well, good hips. I just don't really think you can hang at 240 on the offensive line uh, in the Big Sky Conference. So uh, we'll see if they can put on the weight necessary. But uh, at this point, depth, guys. Number 79, Liam Brown. He is a redshirt freshman that has the mass. He's 6'5", 307. He is at least projected to be uh, one of the starters at offensive guard, probably the other one besides McGinnis. Their number one offensive line in the spring game was A.J. Forbes. Uh, at center, Liam Brown and McGinnis at guard, and then um, Colin Drees and Brandon Casey at tackle. So Brown is an impressive lifter. He's got an impressive body. He just needs the game to slow down for him. So uh, we'll see. I know that they like his uh, motor. They like his penchant for contact. It's just a matter of figuring it out in the scope of a game. Number 80, Mitch Roberts, wide receiver, redshirt senior out of Missoula Sentinel. He caught a pass during uh, the spring game, and Brooks looks over. He's sitting on the turf at Hamilton High School, Brooks was, uh, taking photos. And Mitch Roberts catches a first down pass, and Brooks looks over at me. He goes, who's number 80 now? I said, it's Mitch Roberts. He said, "Uh, how long does somebody get to play college football? (laughs) The guy has been around forever. But he's been really good uh, the last couple of years as a uh, guy at Missoula Sentinel. I mean, I, dude, I feel I'm pretty sure he was in high school 
when I was in high school. Maybe a freshman, <laughs> I was a senior. But that that was that was like twelve years ago. It was a, more thir- fourteen years a long time ago. I think you're confusing him with his brother. No, 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 no. Uh, ben was also in high school when I was in high school. Ben's been out of he, Ben Roberts hasn't played for the Grizz in eight years, and him and his brother are like three years apart. I don't, <laughs> I don't really know how that works, but he's a he's a good player, man. I, I mean, he'll go down as a you know one of the, the best holders in Grizz history. Let alone awesome receiver, a guy that can catch the ball, a possession guy that can also you know has a little juice. I mean, they're gonna. He's gonna keep getting opportunities. He's gonna keep playing. He's never had huge numbers, but um, you know, he plays in every game, and he's a pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid player. I hope that they let him get some touchdowns this year. Mitch Roberts has had the unfortunate luck of being the guy that catches like the twenty-nine yarder, and because it's like a back shoulder fade where he's fallen out of bounds, it's not even that he gets hawked or that he's like slow. He just gets he makes these catches into the red zone. That uh, then <laughs> he doesn't get the touchdown. I mean, Marcus Knight scored five of Mitch Roberts' touchdowns in 2019, for sure. <laughs> Big Sky breakdown. Grizz by the numbers. Number 81, Matt Rensvold. He's a tight end from Polson, Montana. Redshirt senior. Uh, I can't believe this guy's still around because he has had as many serious knee injuries as anybody I've seen play college football. It really is. It just sucks for the guy. Because he was a phenomenal athlete coming out of high school. And he was really good when he was young. I mean, he caught multiple touchdowns when he was a freshman. And he has not been able to get back in the lineup. I mean, he caught a touchdown against Oregon. Um, he he had multiple touchdowns in that uh, famous Dalton Sneed game where they wore the throwback jerseys and Sneed rushed for a million yards and, and also, threw, uh, also threw a couple touchdowns to the tight end. So, uh, Rensvold... Testament to him for still being there. I think he's kind of buried in the uh, tight ends room. Uh, he's in the same class as Mitch Roberts, and he's six years younger. <laughs> Gotta love it. Matt Simpkins, number 83. He's a tight end, retro freshman out of Butte, Montana. Same as that other group of guys that are retro freshmen from Montana. Number 84, Joey Elwell, 6'3", 245-pound H-back. They list him at a tight end. He's a junior out of Meridian, Idaho. Uh Love the role that he's carved out for himself. He gets a lot of playing time. He doesn't get a lot of touches, but he gets a lot of playing time. Yeah, super important role. He's an awesome player, man. He's got a great body, um, big dude, physical. Uh, whenever the Grizz are rolling with the H-back, I think it's a good thing for them offensively. Number 85, Micah Ashton. Uh, if ever there was the an example of a guy, if you could play like you look, or look like you play, <laughs> but play like you look, it would help him. Um, I think he's just really raw. He has a hard time with catching the ball sometimes, but God damn, does he look good. Every time I – he's he's my guy. When you're talking about looking at the roster, every time I go to practice, I'm like, who's that guy? I mean, he's 6'5", 240 all the way. He's got great – I mean, inline legs, hips, great knees, runs well, high knees, all this stuff, and he, he just uh, – I think he's he's just a project, but he's only a retro freshman, so maybe he's got some potential. Uh, number eighty-seven, Jake Olson, six foot seven, two hundred and fifty-five pounds out of Butte, Montana. Uh, every time I see him, I'm just like, why don't they just do it? Why don't they just make the move? Just put him at tackle, man. He's so big, and it, it, he's so big with not trying to be big. If he tried to be big, he's two eighty. Like tomorrow, just go to the Mo Club, hang out. Like I, I just. Uh, he's a great athlete. He's a good basketball player, but I, I just think that uh, 
He's fast-tracking to the offensive front. Number 88 is Eric Barker, a sophomore tight end. He showed flashes last year, caught a, t- a touchdown. Uh, other than, like, Elwell's kind of a different position than a lot of these tight ends. He's more of an H-back. But I think that, and Grossman's kind of like a wing tight end. Barker's like the best traditional tight end they got. But I think that he, they're going to play a lot of tight ends. They love the three tight end sets. But I think that the front runners to be in that three tight end set are Grossman for sure, Elwell for sure, and I think Barker. Yeah, I think so too. But he's he's got a, a a great body as well. It's a good position group for them, and it has been historically. When the Grizz are good, they have a bunch of tight ends, man. When they go back back to national championships in 08, 09, chocked full of tight ends that all play multiple guys that are integral roles in offense. Again, the podcast subtitle is "Throw It to the Tight End." <laughs> Number eighty nine is Peyton Brammer, really athletic tight end out of Brooks Prairie, Washington, redshirt freshman. He had an injury in high school that had him kind of drop to the Grizz. So. Not sure what the status of that is. If he could fulfill his athletic potential, he's a guy that could be in the mix down the road. Uh, just got to get healthy. Number 91, Eli Alford. He's a senior defensive tackle, 6'1", 290-pounder. Uh, he's really good, and I think he's going to be a, a really solid player for Montana this year again. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like a linchpin on defense. You know, a really good tackle really changes what the box play looks like for the rest of the defense. And Eli Alford's proven it, man. He's a good player. Number 92, Jacob McGowering, 6'5", 265-pound redshirt sophomore at Cheney, Washington. He was probably the flashiest freshman a couple years ago and then didn't do much last year. I don't really know the why, uh, but I think it's a big year for McGowering. I think he needs to make an impact. If it's not a big year for him, maybe move him inside. I, I don't really know what the answer is because as a freshman, it was like this guy's ceiling is so high and it's and, – He's, I mean, Bobby Huck compared him to Croy Beerman. Bobby Huck doesn't do that kind of stuff. Totally. He's I, way bigger than Croy Beerman. Way bigger than Croy Beerman, though. He's also, you know, a baby face compared to, you know, guys like Croy Beerman. Um, regardless, McGoring is, is really good, and he has so much potential. Every time I see him, I'm like, this guy might be, you know, the next guy, but he hasn't taken that step. So we'll see. Maybe gain a little weight and put him in the inside. Like I said, I, there's an opportunity for him to play no matter what. I, I don't know where. I don't know if he's in the right position. I don't know his comfort level. Um, he should be, uh, you know, kind of a next-level player. Well, they put him in at, like, the wide nine when he was a freshman. He was in only pass-rushing situations. Right. Now he's trying to learn how to play this defensive end spot in this weird 3-3-5, but it's not. It's like a five-tech, yeah. what the defensive end plays. So you wonder if he just gets caught in the wash, and maybe he just gets, like, pinned on the inside and he can't use his moves. But is he a pass? Is he a true pass rusher? Well, I mean, he had four sacks when he's a true freshman. He has, he, but he's got so much, like, girth. Like, he's not really, like, I mean, he's got good levers. I like his body type, but he seems more like a D-end, but, like, his mentality is, is pass rushing. But they pass rush with the with the O'Connell spot, not really the D-end spot. So <laughs> maybe stand him up and put him out there if you want him to pass rush. It may end up being that you're asking him to do things that he's the wrong things, if that makes sense. Well, I agree, though. They should just put him at that outside spot with, with O'Connell. O'Connell plays not with his hand on the ground most of the time. No, stand up. But McGowan could just play out there wide like that with his hand yeah, on the ground. Because yeah. I think that's his whole thing. He was a great discus thrower. His brother was a great discus thrower. I mean, McGowan threw the discus 100, 190 feet in high school. I mean, that's, like, insane. Like, 160 is going to win the – the double a meet this week so i mean you're talking 30 feet far so that that tells you he can spin he's got good balance i think you just let him play outside and, and wreck shop i don't know it's all to say though he is sort of a victim of his own potential because he does look so good that we forget he is still only a redshirt sophomore he's got three more years to put it together so uh, he's got a long time to, to sort of figure it out sloan mcpherson 
Number 93 is a redshirt freshman out of Savage, Montana, 6'4", 230. Um, I actually take workout classes from his sister-in-law now, and she said he just loves being a Grizz and is loving working hard. And uh, he's uh, guys like this are great because the, the, the ceiling is just so high only because you came from Savage, Montana, where there's a, is there even a weight room at the high school? Probably a pretty rudimentary one. And, you know, you're playing six-man football. So uh, he's probably going to be swimming for a long time, but uh, real potential to uh, to grow and, and maybe become a legitimate player. Number 94, Noah Cashmitter. He's a sophomore defensive tackle now. He's listed at DN on the roster, but he's a D tackle now. 6'3", 260 out of Grangeville, Idaho. And uh, he's a guy that has put on the weight. He did come from a small school. I like this kid a lot. I think he's tough as hell. I think he's mean as hell. I don't know if he's ever going to be like a stat guy. I don't think it really matters, though. You can definitely put him in the game, and he's not going to get his ass kicked. He's actually probably going to kick your ass. He's the kind of guy that Montana's, like Bobby Haukes, traditionally loved where you're in the stands, and you're like, who the hell is 94? <laughs> and why is he playing? He's a true sophomore? It's just because he's tough as shit, and they'll get him on the field. Number 95, Dylan Smith. Another one of those redshirt freshmen from Montana. He's from Whitehall. He's a 6'4", 230-pounder defensive lineman. A uh, lot of growth left to do. So is number 98, Journey Grimsrud, who's from Huntley Project. He's up to 272, so he is fast-tracked his way to the inside of the defensive line. But both those guys, uh, a lot of upside and uh, just needed to develop. Number 96, Henry Noose, kid from Kalispell Glacier, sophomore. He was actually a starter uh, during uh, part of the year last year. He, when Joe Babros and, and Justin Bilnap missed games, Noose was in. Uh, not flashy, but solid. And, uh, as only a sophomore, I think he's got some potential to grow. He's huge, which helps. Yeah. This six, four, two fifty. I mean, you'll like this story. You want to know how he brought, so his family's from Maine. They're part of the you know, influx of out of state people that moved to Montana here, you know, here or there, whatever. He had no real aspirations to play college football, but then he somehow fell into training with Mike Gerber, former strength coach for the Grizzlies, lives up in Kalispell. And he went from just kind of like an okay high school football player to this huge, I mean, he's huge. He's 6'4", 250. And uh, I think that he's rapidly accelerated so much because he found sort of a place in the weight room first. Oh, I love me some Mike Gerber. Uh, he likes to lift the cold uh, heavyweights. Oh, yeah. It's a different style. They have a little rust on them. <laughs> love, well, Noose is solid, and uh, he'll get a lot of playing time this year. And then number 99, the big man, Alex Gubner. Uh, I think that Patrick O'Connell is the proven best player on the Grizz. I think that Justin Ford is the flashiest player and the dude that maybe has the most next-level potential and just because of his swagger and his mentality as much as his athleticism. But I think that Gubber has is g- going to be the next guy. He's the king pig, man. He He runs so well for how big he is. He was When Bobby Houck first came back, Spring of 2018, I was transfixed by this guy. He was playing as a as a redshirt freshman with the ones, and I was like, dude, this guy is the realist. He's not a typical Bobby Halk D tackle. Bobby Halk likes his D tackles like 6'3, 250, not 6'3, 260, athletic. Tyler Hobbs guys that play basketball in high school, you know, Jesse Carlson's and and uh, you know, whatever. Awesome Mullins, dudes that are not that big, you know. I mean, six three two seventy is huge, but you know what I'm saying. Like 
But Gubner's 6'3", 300, and he runs better than any of those guys. He might not jump like them. He might not hoop like them. But dude is amazing. I, I, I think that Gubner, his next step is All-American if he can put it together this year. And he's only a junior. How crazy is that? Uh, yeah. That does. It's not real is how crazy it is, Coulter. You can't just time travel until proven so. Alex Gubner, King Pig, is the man. Um, <laughs> I think he's my favorite player on the Grizz, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He's he's awesome. He 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 fucks stuff up. <laughs> he really does a lot. Yeah, he he. Well, and the fact that he's not just a plug either, though, he can like drop and coverage and stuff. He's he's tremendous, and he, he he doesn't. You can say guys get after it. Like he he causes problems, um, kind of across the board. One of my favorite things is when I'm photographing on the sideline and a play comes to me, and I, a big old wash, and there's a mess of people, and it smells like hell, and it's just terrible. And you, like, size up guys. And every now and then, like, I'll stand up, and I'm, like, two feet away from Justin Ford in full pads, and I'm like, oh, wow, you're small. That's crazy. You're, like, a pretty small guy. Every now and then you see guys like Marcus Weldon, where you're like, you're pretty jacked, but you're not that – I mean, you're not that huge. And then you'll see someone like Gubner come t- to you <laughs> and stand up two feet from you, and you're like, holy – Shit, this guy is a monster, and he just loves it. He just loves everything about that position. There's nothing better than a defensive tackle who likes to get after it the way he does. I agree. Um, he he's a first league, uh, first team all league style player, and I, I do think that um, he's integral. If they make it to like a national championship run or something, it's because he stayed healthy and he got after it. Grizz by the numbers, presented by Blackfoot Communications and Alpine Touch. The incoming freshmen for the Grizzlies that do not have numbers yet, Bo Dantic from Laurel, Montana, Marcus Evans from Helena, Montana, Ian Fitch from Missoula Hellgate, Nick or Vincent Genitone from uh, North Plate, Nebraska, North Plate, North Plate, I don't know, somewhere in Nebraska, Eli Gilman from uh, right outside Minneapolis, Bronson Henriksen from Polson, Montana, Caden Hewitt from Helena, Montana, Drew Klump from Missoula Sentinel, Chase McGurin from Helena High, Jared Ramos from Arapahoe High School in Centennial, Colorado. Patrick Rohrbach from Kalispell Glacier. Tyson Rostad, Carson Rostad's little brother from Hamilton High School. Joey Visser from Boulder, Montana, Jefferson County High School. Cooper Walton from Johnstown, Colorado. And Joe Wida from Missoula Sentinel. I've already had, we're doing catch-up interviews with all these guys, recapping their senior years. We've had Marcus Evans on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, uh, on the show already. We have also had Joey Visser on the show already and uh, efforting Bo Dantic this week, and we'll catch up with all these guys. So you can always find all that on the Nuanas Now podcast or live on 1029 ESPN Missoula or SWX Montana Television or go get the new ESPN Montana app. We'll also have a Bobcats by the numbers here a little later on uh, in the upcoming week or two as well. So stay tuned for that. Appreciate Alpine Touch, Blackfoot Communications for being a part of Big Sky Breakdown, Grizz by the Numbers. Thanks so much for listening. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications.